Welcome to A Raw Perspective, A Fresh Point of View. I'm your host, Rich and Anthony Wallace. Hope you like that new intro. I just came with it out the blue. Still, shout out to my brother, Kyle Harfingers Wallace. Hope he likes that beat. I'm still going to send it to him, and hopefully he will be able to create some of his fire beats. But I went 80s, I went retro, I went old school. I got bored. I decided that I wanted to do that. So with that being said, welcome to A Raw Perspective. I'm Richard Anthony Wallace, and I'm your host for today. Hopefully you are still practicing social distancing. Hopefully you are still safe in these streets if you are going out in public, wearing a mask, being able to be safe during these crazy times. It's a pandemic. My mom calls it a damn-demic. It is a damn-demic because damn. All I am doing is literally at the house, working remotely. Still fortunate to have a job, still blessed to have a job. So grateful for that. And just watching, I don't know how many more shows I can watch. I, I don't know how many more shows I can watch. I watched everything that I wanted to watch. I'll probably watch some random stuff, but that's not what I'm here to talk about today about this damn demic. I'm going to be talking about my graduate experience, how I got to the University of Kansas and how I obtained a Master's of Science in Education and Higher Education Administration. So let's get with the story. How the hell did I end up in Lawrence fucking Kansas? Yes, that is what it's called. LFK. If you know. You know. Well, it all started after the breakup of my, my first true love. Uh, I was in a hole, didn't know what I wanted to do with my life, didn't want to go to law school, did not uh, take the LSAT, did not have a desire to be an attorney anymore. The thing that I was really good at was building connections and building relationships by my role as a resident assistant and going to different programs, creating different programs. I was slowly but surely getting pushed into the world of student affairs with different activities to make sure that the student experience was a good one. So one of my mentors, uh, Mr. Joe Timpson, thank you very much for pushing me into the field, recommended that I should go into student affairs. You should go into student affairs. I'm like, what the fuck is student affairs? literally in my in my head like what what do I do in student affairs so he was telling me how you can go and get a master's degree at another institution learning different things about higher education higher education administration doing jobs like he did um, creating programs and whatnot and here was the seller when you're 21 years old uh, he said one of the ways that you can get to go to graduate school for free is doing a graduate assistantship. And with this graduate assistantship, there could be potential of free housing, free lodging, not lodging, lodging, and free meals. And I, in my 21 year old mind, yeah, I was 21 at the time, uh, I never paid rent. I don't even know, I've never lived off campus. I always stayed in the residence halls. Can't call it a dorm. There's a whole thing about that. But if you want to call it a dorm, I don't get offended. I lived in residence halls all my life during my tenure through undergraduate education. Never had an apartment. Had no desire to pay rent. So I was like, sign me the fuck up. And I went to what is called the Oshkosh Placement Exchange. The Oscosh Placement Exchange is a place where higher education institutions come together from all across the Midwest mostly to provide graduate assistantships and admittance into graduate programs 
in Oshkosh, Wisconsin. So I had went up to Oshkosh, Wisconsin to apply for these graduate assistantships. Mind you, my parents were in a very financial hole struggling to pay for my education for undergrad. Uh, to my international listeners, U.S. education is very expensive. Very expensive. We're talking about, if we do a, a metrics, $25,000 $25, U.S. dollars uh, a year is, is a lot. So you're literally paying $100,000 for an education. And my parents had funneled that to make sure that I had an education. And I helped negate the cost by being a resident assistant because they didn't have to worry about room and board. So I was a good son there. So I go up to Oshkosh. I'm in this residence hall called the Grunhagen. And how how it works, it's, it's a residence hall. Each institution has a couple sets of rooms in a residence hall, which you think about it, and then they conduct interviews to these graduate assistantships. And the only experience that I had was resident assistant. And these assistantships were graduate assistant to be like an assistant hall director, assistant resident director, something along those lines. So you're a graduate student that is a part of the, the rotation for on call, on duty, whatever you want to call it. Um, adjudicating cases for violations of policies that happen inside dorm rooms and putting on programs and supervising staff, student staff. So RAs, which I was just an RA. <laughs> and I'm going to be supervising people that are similar age as me. So I get to Oshkosh Placement Exchange, I had interviewed with many different institutions along the lines. The, the highlight of the moments were, I would say, I interviewed with the University of Iowa. Thinking back about it now, it's like, why the fuck would I want to go to Iowa? But that was the school that was high on my list. I interviewed with Northern Illinois University, which is my, I was hell-bent in, in going to NIU. That is where I was going to go. That's where I was going to join um, the fraternity that I'm, I am in, uh, Alpha Alpha Fraternity Incorporated. I, I, it was going to be all set up for me just to go there. I knew the people there uh, would have gone that way. Uh, so I was going there. I did an interview with University of Wisconsin Whitewater because someone didn't show up to their interview and one of the the guys, I believe, was the director. I believe that he passed away, um, if I'm not mistaken, Terry. He came out, it's like, anybody seen this person? I said, I'll do the interview because I had time to kill because I was trying to get up my interview skills up because if you know me as an individual, I interview very well. I excel at interviewing. That is something that I will brag and gloat about because it's just literally being yourself and talking about the skill sets. Never had a problem interviewing. So, killed that interview, nailed it, whatever. And then, there was this institution called the University of Kansas that I had no desire to go to Kansas. I was like, I'm not going to another out-of-state school. The furthest that I was going to go was the University of Iowa. I was like, if I'm going to go to a major school, I'm going to go to the University of Iowa. No if, ands, or but. Kansas was way too far because of my previous experience, my freshman year at Hampton University. I was rem reminiscing like, oh man, it's going to be a shitty experience. And I decided to leave and be like, yeah, I guess I'll interview with them. Little did I know that my mentor, Joe Timpson, his sister-in-law, Natalie Timpson, was one of the 
uh, assistant directors of the residence life program over there. Small world. You'll you'll understand why this makes sense in a minute. Uh, do the University of Kansas interview. So I was interviewing with my soon-to-be supervisor um, and a, a graduate student that they had picked for me to to work with, and you know, did the interview, talked about my experience as an RA, and they they fell in love with me, and then we got to speak with the professors. Uh, Got to talk to Dr. Rooney and Dr. Lisa Wolf Wendell, and they were part of the the program. And they they were some cool professors. They got to talk about the program, got to talk about the curriculum, and what would be in store about learning about higher education administration, learning about um, human rights, um, being an ally, uh, social justice. Things that were going to be new to me. I, I knew these terms, but I didn't know it in depth once I got to the school. Do the interview. Interview's fine. Interview's great. Kill the interview. Rocked interview. I think I killed the the University of Iowa one. I, I killed that one, I think. I go in there and kill it. Northern Illinois one. The NIU. Man, it just sounds so weird. NIU. Northern Illinois University. I killed that one. I was I was I was sitting high, sitting pretty. Leave Oshkosh, Wisconsin, head hell high. Uh, and the offers would come. So after the Oshkosh placement exchange happens at this big old residence hall, then you get emails from these individual schools stating that they want to invite you onto an on-campus or an on-site visit. That's usually how it goes in higher education, on-campus visit. So the the schools that I had interviewed with or my, my top my top three at the time, uh, well, top, my number one and number two was the University of Iowa and Northern Illinois University. Uh, I got an email from the University of Iowa saying that I was not accepted for the graduate assistantship role for residence life as an assistant hall director, but I was accepted into the program. Meaning, I can go to their school, but they weren't paying for it. And I was like, fuck that. So they were out of the, the, the question. The University of Kansas offers me a, in a, the, an on-campus. Um, and I was like... Uh, Kansas is too far and they were asking their graduate like their potential graduate students to pay for their travel my parents were in a very financial strain and I couldn't do that to my parents um, and they were like we're only gonna reimburse you like 25% of like travel or something like that and I was like nope I am going to deny them dumbass me then, Northern Illinois, I get accepted. I'm like, yes, dream school. Going to NIU, going to kill it. Boom, go to on-campus, whatnot. Tell me why I get to the on-campus. I go there. I fucking struggled with the interview for the Res Life position. I bombed that interview. That was the worst interview I think I've ever done during that time in my life. I've done some pretty shitty interviews before, but I knew that was just bad. And I'm like, fuck, I done fucked myself over. And I have no plan, nothing for me to do in the future. And I was distraught. I went to that on-campus at NIU. I had fucked up. Now, I get back to campus, to UIC. I am distraught. I'm like, I fucked up. How did I fuck up NIU? I was going to go to the school that my dad went to. Tell me why I get an email from the University of Kansas, the people that I just rejected, from the assistant director, Natalie Timpson. Natalie Timpson sends me this long email. This long email saying that I need to just come to campus, reconsider coming to campus. 
they would pay my entire way. They would find a way to find monies for me to come down to Kansas. And I was like, well, shit, this is my only option. Um, and I need to have a win. And I was like, fuck it, I guess I'm going to Kansas. I had never been to Kansas before. Um, not even Kansas City. And there's a Kansas City, Missouri, and a Kansas City, Kansas. I did not know at the time that there were two different ones. My dumbass. There are two different ones. But I went to the University of Kansas. I thought Kansas was flat. Kansas is not flat. Kansas is hilly as fuck. I get onto campus. There are hills everywhere. Um, we go down Daisy Hill is one of the the places that they call and they drop us off at the sunflower um, apartment complex where I get to meet a couple um, potential grads also candidates that are looking for a position in the residence life program and you can choose between like the residence life and other student services that is I was like I'm trying to live rent free because I wasn't trying to pay nobody rent during that time oh boy Little did I know that, you know, I should have just paid rent and did like a student service one. But hey, it is what it is. Fuck it. Whatever. Um, so, get on the campus. Mind you, the University of Kansas men's basketball team is in the NCAA tournament. So this is like in March. And they are in the, I believe it's the Elite Eight. Yeah, it's the Elite Eight that they are playing. Um playing basketball and they win <laughs> they win the elite eight so they can be part of the final four which is which is crazy so during this time of being showcased to campus I, I meet a couple of the the graduate student candidates which would happen to be um, my graduate colleagues I meet Bart and I meet Don Vante, Don Vante, rest in peace. Uh, and we're on campus and we're just seeing the different campus, but everybody's like, well, we're not really talking about like, this is our campus, it's a nice big campus, but hey, anybody wanna go watch the uh, Elite Eight game? And we're like, yeah, we wanna watch the Elite Eight game. Like, we wanted to watch that. And we postponed our travel and we stayed in one of the scholarship halls to watch the the basketball tournament that would, <laughs> um, and I was like holy holy shit this is really happening this is really happening I'm at a school that is playing in the NCAA tournament and I was just like what is going on I'm like can we beat can we beat North Carolina? It's like it's like can we beat them? It's like can we seriously beat them? And and they they did. I I was I was I was astonished and lo and behold everybody's like, "Oh, final four. Final four. Woo." And this was the time that I was broadcasting my life. This was me vlogging my life before vlogging was a thing. I had a camcorder, and it's on my Facebook page if anybody wants to check it out, uh, of me just getting engulfed in the spirit of the University of Kansas saying Rock Chalk Jayhawk and all of that, hanging out with the other graduate students that were there. They were experiencing this for the first time, a school going to the Final Four. I thought I would never experience this in my entire life. I came from an institution where we had sports, but they weren't these blue blood tier sports. And I got to see a lot of joy on people's faces. We got to go on Mass Street, which is uh, Massachusetts um, Avenue. And we got to see all the people celebrating, saying Final Four, Rock Chalk, we're in the car, honking, hooping, hollering. And then the graduate students that we were with uh, were like, hey, this may never happen again, and you're here 
I know you have to do interviews in the morning because Sunday we have to um, we have to go to Allen Fieldhouse and welcome the team back. And the team didn't get back until like mid eleven thirty midnight. It was late, um, but we we got to go in the Fog Allen Fieldhouse and we got to. Greet the team. I got to sit in the bleachers and the atmosphere, greeting the team, welcoming them back, and that was a great thing. I got that on camera as well. That was that was an, an astonishing feat. The very next day, tired, didn't care, um, but I came in, killed my interview, and I was I was tired, but it was it was a fun fun trip, fun experience. Killed my interview. I know I nailed my interview. Um, and I got on a plane to go back that Sunday. Monday, they called me. Stating that they wanted to provide me a full ride to the University of Kansas for my graduate program. And how could I say no to a full ride to the University of Kansas? And NIU had called the same day on Monday, offered me a position uh, in their res life program, which I thought I had bombed, uh, which was also a full ride to NIU. <laughs> so I had a decision to make. And I had talked to one of my other mentors, um, you know, asking for his advice. Uh, Dr. Dr. James Brunson, who's off my fraternity brother, who was at NIU, and I was like, yeah, I got both of the schools. I really wanted to go at NIU, um, but I Kansas showed me more love, and he was like, you got to go to the school that shows you the most love. And so, okay, you showed me the most love, and I had to respectfully decline my offer at NIU, and I had accepted to go to the University of Kansas and I told my parents and they were ecstatic that I had a full scholarship ride to go to the University of Kansas they were like hey I ain't got to pay your your education what the fuck this is amazing my dad was ecstatic so get to the University of Kansas uh, I live in what's called McCollum Hall this is during the summer, getting acclimated and whatnot. I get to meet uh, our our second year graduate student, John. Cool dude, uh, real cool. Um, was very a man of faith, but he didn't like wear his faith like that. It, it was more like on an intellectual conversation, and he was really good to to speak to. He also had a wife, uh, Rachel. They were cool. Uh, they lived on the first floor of a McCullough Hall, and yeah, John was cool. And then I met my first year graduate person, Amy. Uh, Amy and me didn't have the greatest relationship. Amy is a white girl that thought she was my boss, even though we had the same type of role, and that pissed me off a lot because she was always trying to boss me around. And I'm just like, what the fuck is going on? Why is she trying to think that I'm her boss? And then we had our RAs that that worked with us. Most of them were like my age. They were like 20, 21. I'm just, what, 20, 22 years old. And I'm a assistant complex director. I have to um, make programs, do the duty schedule, be on a, a rotation for any any calls that happen with crisis and whatnot. And I decided I would be the first person to do with uh, being on call the first night. Don't ask me, being the first. I was like, I'm gonna be on call. This should be easy. I've, I've been on, on call before. And this shit was over my head. Things were breaking. McCollum Hall was a very old residence hall. It is no more, it's a parking lot now. Uh, I was I was there trying to do all of that. It was terrible. 
Um, I was I was overwhelmed. My supervisor that had interviewed me was was chastising me. Uh, I was like, "Why are you letting tailgating happen?" I mean, somebody behind me was like coming through. It's like these rules that I did not get, and I was like, "What the fuck is going on? I can't do anything right." And I was just very frustrated. And this was the first night. This is before we even had um met the entire class, and it was it was terrible. I was just fuck fucked up like man this is terrible we had all this training we had met in the scholarship halls i met the scholarship hall people i met the assistant complex directors and we had our supervisors and i was like man i feel so out of place here it just fucking sucks it fucking sucks and i vented to one of the older graduate students we're not as close as we were now but you know who you are if you are listening um, it's like, yeah, you just need to go talk to her and whatnot. So I was like, hey, I'm very frustrated and upset. And, you know, my feelings are hurt. And supervisor's like, I didn't mean to hurt your feelings, you know, putting all this pressure on you and whatnot. And, you know, let bygones be bygones. But I wasn't my supervisor's favorite. Um, but I had moved, moved on and, you know, I made the best of a situation. I worked with the hall council with my other colleague, my first year colleague, Amy, and she was the one that was running the show and I was in the back burners because uh, I didn't really have an opportunity to have my say and she was just controlling everything. And there was one time during the times that I was just extremely frustrated and I threw my binder across the room and then she's like, whoa, he has feelings, he has emotions. And then you know how every single time if somebody has like, an emotional outburst as a black man you have you're perceived as the angry black person which is fucking stupid because we are holding all this pent-up aggression and can't say anything how we feel it fucking sucked and so i had to i got conversation with my supervisor you need to control your emotions and blah 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 all that i'm like oh okay even though she's my my colleague is type a very type A. And now I'm like, whatever. So working in my residence hall wasn't that great. I mean, my staff was all right. Um, there was a couple cool people on there, and then there was a couple people that's like, yeah, whatever. I mean, I don't keep up with any of them. At all. I mean, I'm Facebook friends with a couple of them, but I don't keep up with a lot of people from the University of Kansas, which is fine. Um, it is what it is, but I think my assistant complex director days were, were a challenge. I think one of the places where I did rise to the occasion was, um, when we had the fire in, in McCollum Hall, there was a fire that happened my first year and it was like burning like one of the HVACs caught on fire and it was burning in the in the stairwell and I helped with that and we didn't go to bed until about four o'clock in the morning and we had class that day. I haven't even got to class. I haven't got to my classmates. I haven't talked about any of that shit. But I'll, I'll get to it. <laughs> uh, that was an experience. I used to play NBA 2K with a couple of the people that lived on my wing. Um... Uh, I remember Candace and Chrissy, they were like freshmen, and they used to play 2K, and Candace was cold with 2K, and I was like, well, shit, I'm about to beat you in 2K, and I did, and and she was cold too, she used to play basketball, um, and whatnot, she used to play with one of the recruits that got to UConn, so she was cold, and then she was a walk-on at the KU basketball, so it was cool, you know, hang out with them and stuff so it was it was cool to hang out with the, with those uh those residents and build a build a relationship with them that was that was really cool uh let's talk about class and whatnot so we get to class first first time we get to meet the residence life folks and the student service folks student service folks were paying rent and they would only work their assistantships 30 hours out the week while we were allegedly working 30 hours a week, but it was more than 30 hours a week. 
as in res life it is. It, it always is. So we get into class and everybody has to talk about what they are doing, what their reflections are. See me as a learner, I have to ask questions and make sure that I'm getting clarifying questions. That annoyed the fuck out of my my colleagues and in my class. And everybody would be like, Richard, shut the fuck up. Stop asking questions. Because I'm trying to really understand the material and shit because I'm not trying to fail this shit. Little did I realize that my black ass shouldn't have tried so hard because I was always trying to be at my absolute best when people were doing mediocre work and getting A's. So I was like, why the fuck am I putting in all this fucking effort when they getting A's? So that was my challenge. And then I remember one of the times that Lisa called me out. It's like, oh, I guess you do have a question. So it was something, something shady or something like that. And the whole class was like laughing and whatnot. And I was like, I guess it made me feel bad or something. So she sent me like this email apologizing and saying, I'm sorry, blah, blah, blah. I guess I was annoying as fuck. I probably was. Shit, I don't know. I still am. Fuck, I don't care. So I don't speak too much. So I don't reach out and shit. Um, neither here nor there. So that, that transpired. Um, there was a lot of reading in, in grad school, but nobody really read. And then there was a lot of gossip, and he said, she said. There's a lot of drama for no fucking reason. And a lot of snitching. There was this online course where it was the stupidest thing. It was like, I don't even know if it was a stats course. It was something, but we would have um, an online course and one of us would be the sacrificial lamb and if whoever, whatever the right and wrong answers were um, they would just do that and we would rotate and then someone snitched on us because my supervisor was like I heard from you all that there's like some cheating going on and then they, everybody else disbanded after that and I was like well this is so fucking stupid so whatever it happened Classes were interesting, classes were cool, talked about social justice, how to be an ally, how to be an advocate for student success. Got to do some cool group projects where I felt like I was carrying most of the weight for projects. I had a couple good groups and then there was other groups I'm like, fuck, I gotta carry this team. And it happens in group projects, but whatever. It is what it is, but my first year graduate school it was it was rough it was tough i i mean i'm i'm trying to see who i got along with i didn't really have like a click i wasn't a part of a click in my graduate cohort i wasn't really clickish with the scholarship hall people because the scholarship hall people kept to themselves the second year students like they kept to themselves um, my res life crew, they kept to themselves, you know, you had people that were married and shit. And I was like, fuck, I'm, I'm all by myself. So I had worked with the black student union and I was, uh, one of the co-advisors with the second year student there who happened to be my girlfriend at, at the future, um, over there. And I was working with with Cody, and working with the 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 group, and trying to you know just make sure that you know black voices were heard on campus and what were some of the challenges that we were dealing with on campus. I was not Greek yet, had aspired to to be Greek, so that was one of the things that I wanted to navigate and tackle is being being Greek. So. I had reached out to the alumni chapter in Topeka, Kansas, asking if I, I could meet them. Uh, they took me out to dinner. I remember Lonnie and Randy coming to meet me and, and get to know me and whatnot and told them my story about how I was blackballed at my previous institution, how I'm, I'm part of a legacy, and I wanted to, you know, hopefully try and pursue this and they really liked my honesty and they wanted me to you know just continue to be part of various events that they had so every free weekend that I did have that there was an event going on that I wasn't 
uh, bound to by residents life I would go to Topeka and I would go to the different functions that they would have and be there to support them and then they offered me um, an informational meeting and that, that was great and lo and behold they thought I was a qualified candidate mind you I didn't have any LB's um, for the Delta Eta Lambda chapter but I did have a group of LBs during the cluster, um, so the Kansas region cluster. So there was ten of us. Uh, so I was number eight out of out of ten out of the cluster. And these groups came from the Capital chapter at Kansas State and the Upsilon chapter that they were revitalizing from the University of Kansas. And then they had, damn, what's the chapter up in in Leavenworth? Shit. Uh, but we have that alumni chapter up there. It's going to bug me and they probably going to cuss my ass out cuz I don't know them. But hey, I'm 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 in the org. I am in the org. Um so I can't damn, it's it is bugging me. Man. But regardless um Regardless, uh, was it? It's Pi over Crown Lambda. Shit! <laughs> I was like, yes, it's Pi over Crown Lambda. Okay, I was. My bad. I'm sorry, brothers. I am sorry, but. But yeah, I, I was. I was. I was with them, brothers, and I got to, you know, have the most fun I never wanted to have ever again, and I was doing that. Trying, trying to do that organization. I hadn't really started it. Wasn't going to start until the spring semester. Um, so, working, working with that. You know, got into a relationship with this girl who had very super religious views. So, I mean, super duper religious views in my my first year. And I'm like, okay, that's that's fine. But I mean. Me being, I mean, I believe in a higher power and whatnot, but I, not to the same level of like preserving yourself for marriage and and shit like that, um, which I I had to respect, but you know it's not not gonna fly with that. And then the way that sin was happening, like those that were part of the LGBT community saying you know sin was then like whoa how are you in fucking higher ed and you know you're not vibing with people part of the LGBT community. Like, my oldest brother's gay. Like, my oldest brother is married to probably the best brother-in-law I've ever had in my life. Probably the only brother-in-law I have in my life. But, but hey, he was... It was cool. So I'm like, this is not vibing well. But, I mean, she helped, she helped me with, like, graduate papers because I was struggling, like, on my first graduate papers. Because there's a different style that professors want you to write in, and she helped me with that. She let me do laundry, so I wasn't doing laundry in the dorm rooms, you know, with other students, because so, she lived off campus. And we had a, a good relationship, and it was cool. I mean, I was her first boyfriend ever, and yeah, that. but nothing really happened other than that besides kissing and hugging. Nothing really happened. Um, but that lasted all the way from, like, October... All the way until she graduated from graduate school. Um, so with the Black Student Union, um, you know, working with with a lot of lot of great great students, and uh, there was a couple Black RAs that you know we would have have fun with, joke with, and, and whatnot. Um, one of the Black RAs had a cousin that was part of the graduate program as well. Um, her name's Courtney. She she was a, a gem and, and whatnot, and she had a, a, a beaming of light. She was a Zeta. Her her cousin, also in the grad program, Kagren, who was part of the scholarship halls, was also a Zeta. So they shared that bond. Um, one of the most tragic things that had had happened was when I had to take. When me and 
girlfriend at the time were taking the students up to uh, the Big 12 Conference for Black Student Government. It was at Kansas State University, and this was me trying to get ready to I pledge alpha and whatnot, and I was being super duper secretive and shit, and being all weird and shit, even though I was going through the alumni. But I, Kansas was small, so I'm seeing all the alphas there. K State were there, so we got word that um, one of the RAs had passed away on campus, and this was before like social media was like big, big. But I mean, we had social media, but people were texting back and forth like somebody had passed away and whatnot. And we're like, I don't know who, who it is. And then we just see that the Kansas group was just sobbing and crying. Um, and then we found out that it was uh, it was Courtney. And I had dropped down. I was devastated because she had a, a great relationship um, with Don Vante, who was her um, assistant complex director was on um she was on his staff and you know i felt bad for my colleague karen because that was her cousin that had passed away i was like shit this is fucked up um this is really fucked up and you know trying to consult that group um girlfriend at the time drove back some students back from k-state to lawrence because that was, I think, an hour and a half, two hour drive back from Manhattan. And I was like, man, that was, that was really sad. And I had to keep the group together. We had a, a, a prayer, which uh, Brother Brandon Clark, who was hosting, like the, the advisor and the host for the Big 12 conference, got us together and had a had a prayer and you know we tried to rally together but that was that was devastating i went to a funeral afterwards um it was really sad to, to, I, I drove up to i believe it was in leavenworth and yeah it was, it was sad sad to see um you know loss of life so young and rest in peace today, Courtney. Uh, miss you. Miss you to this day, fully. So that was that was hard. That was really hard to to deal with during that time. Um, so first year after that, I started to go through my pledge process. The most fun I never want to have again. I'll just say that. My girlfriend at the time helped me with some projects that I needed to, to get done. And lo and behold, I am a member of Alpha Alphaturian Incorporated. I met some some great people along the lines, like the Oops Line brothers that I met, you know, over there. I met some, some great brothers from the Capita chapter. Uh, so... Those are, those are some good brothers. I don't connect with them like I usually do. I think I... Spoke with Devante, Devante, not Don Vante. Devante Green is uh, my fraternity bro. He he sent me a thing on Instagram. He said he was gonna check out my podcast. So shout out to you, bro. Um, so yeah, I, I still keep in contact with him. Still keep in contact with Desmond. Um, think that's it from the. Those chapter brothers, I mean, I am, I am Twitter friends with Fola and, and Phillips. Like I, I know all these brothers. Like, I mean, James. I haven't spoke to James. I think I sent him like a Snapchat. I don't even use Snapchat anymore. But yeah, I'm not not really close with, with them. I mean, try to see all the, the frat brothers that I, that I do interact with. I, I interact with Marcus, Marcus Bragg, because he's in Chicago, but I haven't, like, kicked it with him. I mean, everything's on Twitter, right? I, I tweet these guys and say, what's up, bro? And, you know, that's about it. But I don't really, like, reach out and shit, which is fucked up on my part. But, I mean, I, I just don't reach out to people. That's just, <laughs> I should. It doesn't mean I don't care. I just don't reach out. I just, I don't. I don't know why. Maybe I should, but fuck, I just don't. Um, 
But yeah, I finally got to 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 be a member of Full Fledged. Remember, my dad was there, got to see me cross. Uh, it was one of the proudest moments of his life. We got to eat breakfast at First Watch in Lawrence, Kansas. I was wearing my letters and shit. Uh, that was a very proud moment in my first year. So, first year graduate school, we'd take our practice comps and whatnot. Um, I bombed the shit out of my practice comps. Um, but, hey, my girlfriend at the time helped me during that. And she said that she was moving away, so I didn't want to do another long-distance relationship. And it probably wasn't going to work out anyway because of our views were so damn different. Uh, I broke up with her. And, yeah, it, w- it was bittersweet at the time but hey it's how life works and here comes the second year of of graduate school during my first year graduate school we had students come on i believe it was like march we had a huge ass blizzard a huge ass blizzard and there wasn't that many candidates that would come on the campus but we did have one individual that stuck out to me and that is my boy to this day my boy ugo macias jr you know who you are bro we talk that's pretty much the only person that i really talk to from the university of kansas that is my brother from another mother that is my hisa buddy we still constantly talk to this day that is my dude that is my brother i would do anything for that man um for real so shout out to you bro Anyway, going back to second year graduate school, we have the new grads. I'm a, I'm a second year graduate student. Uh, I moved hall, so I'm not with my old colleague, Amy. She got to stay in McCollum, and she got to work with some other people that were Eric, and I don't know, Eric, who, who else was there? I don't know. Who, who were the other, who's the other person? I don't know, but it was you... Amy, whatever. Uh, and then I got to work with Nicole. Uh, she was a first-year graduate student. And whatever. Didn't really have a great relationship with her, but she was part of the staff, and she was part of the other um, place, Lewis and Templin. I had Lewis Hall, and my staff was, was a challenging staff. I had one RA who was like, you know, Stew that would whine and complain about everything, and then I had another staff member who would whine and complain about everything. I had the whining and complaining staff. That was a challenging ass staff. They made my life a living hell my second second year of grad school. And then I had a new supervisor. He was cool. Uh, he thought I smoked weed in the uh, the apartment. He smelled weed coming from my place. So I was like, is it because I'm black? <laughs> uh, I was not smoking weed in the apartment. And the campus... I'll let you know that the University of Kansas campus was quote-unquote a dry campus, so you couldn't have alcohol in your residence, even if you were a full-fledged staff member, which is stupid as fuck. But I wasn't really drinking that much until I after I crossed, and I was kicking it at K-State. Every chance that I would get, I would drive up to K-State, whatever party that they were having. I was kicking it with those brothers. I was kicking it with Capital all the time. I mean, I could have kicked it with Upsilon, but Upsilon was going up to KT because KT was where it was supposed to be. I was in Manhattan, Kansas, every fucking chance I got. I thank Desmond to this day for teaching me how to stroll. Desmond and Dimitri, they they came outside to help me stroll, and that was the best thing that ever happened to me. Uh, I appreciate those brothers today. I was kicking it at K-State. I had started dating uh, a graduate student that lived in one of the newer residence halls. We're not going to disclose her name. She knows who she is. Um, she uh, is from Georgia, so from the South, so another Georgia Southern Belle. But this time, you know, things were different. She was our Miss Black and Gold. She was our grad student. And, yeah, we was we was kicking it, and we was having a good time. But me and, and her, and I, w- I was scared. I think I was more scared afraid because I wasn't familiar with like mental health and that was scaring me at that time so I had to break it off with her during my time at my second year of Kansas um, so that was short-lived but she was part of the the black student union she was an advocate still a supporter I think she's getting her PhD right now 
Both of the girls that I broke up with at Kansas um, either have their PhD or are aspiring to get their PhD. So hopefully they're doing well along those lines. I have no ill will towards any of those women. Um, just didn't work out from, from that standpoint. And hopefully you're having the best in future endeavors. And if you have significant others, partners and whatnot, hopefully they're thriving and, and doing well. No ill will towards y'all whatsoever. So second year of grad school, I'm going through the motions, not trying as hard, still getting A's because no one really tried. Um, didn't really have a click. I used to kick it with Ugo all the time. We would go to the basketball games when we have to like wait in line and then we have to wait two hours prior to like rip up newspaper to make confetti. The games were lit. I, I know it's like, shouldn't you be talking about the, the games? I went to like six games. Uh, the, the best game that I went to was, well, two best games. The first one was when we played Colorado and we busted their ass. We busted Andre Robertson and Spencer Didwitty's ass. We, like, were up, like, 20-0 with, like, the first four minutes. That was great. And then the second one was having my dad experience um, Fog Island Fieldhouse the second time. It was It was an amazing feat for him because he said he would he would cherish that memory for the rest of his life and he got to witness Marcus Smart lose because Marcus Smart beat us the previous year uh, but we had like Joel Embiid, Joe, uh, Andrew Wiggins, Frank Mason we had we had a squad bro we had a squad and if JoJo didn't get hurt we would have won the national championship but I digress we we had a, a great Great second year. Second year was a blur. Besides, like the shitty ass staff that I had, um, I was going through the motions. Got to kick it with Ugo a lot. That was my homie. Uh, that was my my best friend. I would go up to K State, kick it over there, and then our comps came, and then we were starting to look for jobs. So, looking at jobs, I was trying to move down to Texas because. Ugo had recommended that I move to Texas, and that's where I was going to go. I was hell-bent on going to Texas. So I applied at the University of Texas at Arlington, and then I had applied to, I guess, Washington State University because one of the former um, grad assistants over there was working there professionally, and I had no desire to go over there. I was taking comps. I had failed my first comps, so then I went back to my first ex-girlfriend to help me write my comp I slept over on the couch over there and she helped me because I was struggling and she helped me write a, a bomb ass paper and then I had to fly to Arlington where they didn't accept me which I was pissed then I only had one other resort to go to and that was Washington State University and they accepted me I am grateful for my Washington State University, but I'm I'm I probably won't talk about that. That's gonna be way down the line. This is about grad school, but I got the job there. One of my other colleagues that was in the program also interviewed for the same position. I got the position first. He got the position second. But my former supervisor was telling me that I should tell him that you got the job. I was like, why the fuck am I gonna tell him I got the job? I was like. I didn't want anybody to know I got a fucking job, but she, I begrudgingly told him, and then like a few hours later, he got a call that he he got the job. So I was like, the fuck. Anyway, I'm trying to speed this up, wrap it up, and whatnot. Um, passed my comps, passed everything. I walked down the hill, graduated with my master's. My dad was so proud. Um, that was a proud parent moment. They stayed in my um, in my apartment my second year because they couldn't afford um, the hotel costs, and they drove down instead of flew down. And my mom cooked me breakfast. I was like the second time that had been that. No, it was used previously because the girlfriend that I was with my second year in grad school cooked. So I I've got to graduate. My first ex-girlfriend gave me a book. It was like a Bible verses with applied to life theory and whatnot. But hey, didn't really use it. Sorry. Um, 
got to see my other colleagues go and get get jobs and whatnot. And then, you know, one of my colleagues, Don Monte, went to Virginia Tech. And unfortunately, he passed away. Um, we heard that he had passed away once he got onto campus. And that was that was sad. That was really sad. He was about to start his job and career in res life. Um, I had drove him back for one of the breaks and got to got to meet him and whatnot. But, you know, life happens from there. Um, and it's, it's, it's sad. But, you know, we have have those memories of graduate school and whatnot. I. I I guess I was rambling. I, that's all I've been doing is fucking rambling about graduate school. Uh, KU, uh, like, there, there was, it was a lot of things that happened. Like, the Black Student Union, we had a snowstorm. I had gone to the hospital prior, and then I drove all the way up to the Big 12 Conference and Black Student Government at Iowa State um, after I had been in the hospital. That's where I met um, some higher education colleagues for the future, um, they know who they are. One of them listens. Shout out Joseph. Um, so, and then shout out Latoya. Those, those are where I met them. Um, so yeah, I had to deal with that. And then drove back in the snowstorm with Mariah and a girlfriend at the time, and <laughs> we survived. Uh, it was a huge snowstorm, and I left those kids. <laughs> oh man, that was terrible. I wasn't supposed to go, but hey, I went. I was just so defiant my second year. I graduated. I got my master's degree. My supervisor wouldn't leave, let me leave until like officially on the clock. I think it was like noon, and then I was done. And once noon came, I said, "Peace the fuck out. I'm gone." And I came back home. And I was going about to get ready for a job at Washington State University. Yeah, so KU, it helped me prepare for my res life career at Washington State. Had a hell of a time at, at, at Wazoo. I will talk about that story, but I'm not going to talk about it now. Um, my next series is going to be talking with... Um, to the class of 2020 who was robbed of their moment and robbed of their time. I'm going to give you some inspiring words about that. But yeah, that was my experience at KU. It happened. It is done. It is over. And I never have to do grad school ever again. So thank you for listening to that rant about the University of Kansas. Rock Chalk Jayhawk. We are the number one team for the 2020 year for basketball. We were going to win the national championship. But hey, coronavirus happened. And we are at home sitting on our asses doing nothing. Whatever. But thank you for listening to my rant. Thank you for listening to my graduate school experience. If you haven't done so already, please hit that like button on www.facebook.com slash Perspective and keep up with all the updates. And again, the next podcast is going to be addressing you, class of 2020. So for now, continue to be safe, be loved, and be fruitful and be merry. You know who it is. My name is Richard Anthony Wallace. This is A Raw Perspective. Peace.